Hi, this is Health Coach Wally Bishop, and welcome to Wellness with Wally. In this podcast, we talk about how to apply nutrition and lifestyle changes to reboot your health and happiness. In 2006, I weighed over 450 pounds, and I had many health problems. By learning about nutrition and adapting holistic, healthy living principles, I was able to lose more than 220 pounds, and I have kept it off. By adapting these natural holistic principles, I reversed many of my health problems, including diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, to name just a few. Who better to coach you than someone who has faced the challenges you have and has actually beaten them? I received my training from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and American Fitness Professionals and Associates, where I studied a variety of dietary theories, nutrition, and practical lifestyle coaching methods. With my knowledge and experience, together we're going to co-create through this podcast a vision and path for you to achieve your health goals. And please remember, this podcast is not medical advice in any way. If you have medical conditions, please see your doctor. And please never stop taking prescription medications unless advised to do so by your doctor. Now, let's get right to the podcast. This is podcast number 11. Hi friends, this is Health Coach Wally Bishop, your host for today's podcast. Today, I want us to talk about sweeteners. What a great subject. Any of you out there addicted to sugar? Do you need to kick the sugar habit? Do you have that sweet tooth like most Americans have? I will confess that I do like sweet things from time to time. Back in my previous history, before my wellness journey, I definitely had a sweet tooth. It was hard for me to leave sugar and even breads alone for that matter. So that was one of my demons I dealt with. So today talking about sugar, I mean sweeteners, not sugar necessarily. Sugar is certainly a sweetener, but sweeteners in general. Let's break it down into three groups. Artificial sweeteners, sugars, and then fiber sweeteners. Probably never heard of that before have interesting information coming for you. So let's break it down into these these three groups. And then at the end, I'm going to tell you which ones are actually the best and why. And best could depend on your use, what you want to use it for if you're cooking with it or if you have diabetes or if you're trying to lose weight. So there's some variables there. It's not going to be just one straight answer. So I'm sure you can guess which sweeteners are obviously the worst, right? Artificial sweeteners. Because they're artificial, they're man-made, they come from chemicals. And although the FDA approves them and says they're completely safe, and all the manufacturers of these products have done all these studies and say they're safe, there are independent studies that actually conflict with those studies and say they're not safe, that they cause numerous health problems or can, And so you need to be aware of that. And the fact that they're artificial, for me, that means I don't want to have anything to do with them. So the most popular artificial sweetener is aspartame. It's used more than any others. You'll find it in chewing gum, diet drinks, pastries, candies, cookies, anything where a sweetener is. And, of course, one of the big things now is because people want to lose weight. They feel like they can use an artificial sweetener and they're not getting any sugar effect. The problem is these artificial sweeteners play with our brain chemistry and will actually make you want to eat more. 
A lot of these artificial sweeteners are made in very strange ways. So I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to go to YouTube and I want you to type in the word aspartame, A-S-P-A-R-T-A-M-E, and A-N-D, poop, P-O-O-P. That's all I'm going to tell you. You'll get the gist when you go watch the three-minute little video where they're talking about how aspartame is actually made. Another artificial sweetener is called acylfame. It also goes by the name of acylfame potassium or acylfame K. It's 200 times sweeter than sugar. Like aspartame, it doesn't have any calories. It's supposed to be totally safe. It doesn't raise blood sugar, but it can raise insulin levels causing cravings and lead to the accumulation of body fat. Another artificial sweetener we know about is called Splenda. Supposedly it is natural because it is made with a molecule of sugar, but don't let that fool you. They take a molecule, molecule of sugar and combine it with three molecules of chlorine. Let me ask you a question. What do you use chlorine for? Chlorine is used as a disinfectant, right? Because it kills germs, it kills bacteria. Well, what's going to happen if you eat a lot of this? In other words, you started putting it in cereal and started putting it in your brownies and started putting it in your drinks. What's going to happen is you're going to kill your gut flora. That's right. You could end up with fungal overgrowth because the Splenda, the sucralose, is going to kill off gut flora. And new studies now tell us that sucralose, Splenda, actually is absorbed into the body to some degree and can affect organs and, and other tissues in our body. So Splenda, like aspartame and acylfame, many studies show it is not safe. There's a new artificial sweetener on the market called Neotame. It's a new version of aspartame. It is 13,000 times sweeter than sugar, 30 times sweeter than aspartame. I would consider sort of that like aspartame on steroids, right? I would stay away from that. It's in some of your newer like flavored sweeteners to go in your drinks and stuff, right? Neotame, remember that one. And now the oldest existing artificial sweetener is called saccharin. It was actually developed in 1867 by accident from a chemist, a German chemist, who was developing a food preservative. He got some on his hands, didn't wash it off, went to eat his lunch, and noticed a very sweet flavor on his fingers, and the discovery of saccharin came about. Now certainly saccharin has been very controversial. It was banned, and then it was approved, and then it was banned again, and now it's been approved for a while. There are a lot of studies that link it to cancer and other, other health problems. So, and, and saccharin has a really weird bitter taste. I know my mom used to, use, used to put it in our tea when I was growing up. I never did like it. I thought it tasted weird. So those are your primary artificial sweeteners. I'm sure there's probably some other ones. If you're buying foods, always look at the ingredient list. I cannot stress this enough. Read the ingredient list. When you see these artificial sweeteners, please put them back. Don't eat them. It's not worth it. And they're just going to cause more problems than they're worth. They will actually make you hungrier. They will create cravings, not stop them, because they're empty calories, empty calories.
Another thing I would highly suggest, and I should have said this in the beginning, is get used to foods not being so sweet. Don't use them. Try to get used to the natural flavors. Use just a little bit, and let's use more natural things. All right, so let's move into more natural sweeteners, what we would call starches or sugars. One of those that is used a lot, and you see it added to things, is called maltodextrin. Maltodextrin is a resistant starch made from, believe it or not, high fructose corn syrup. And although it is a resistant starch, it does raise blood sugar and insulin levels some. But the biggest thing is for me is most corn in this country, about 90%, is genetically modified. I don't want to eat anything genetically modified. So, and the fact that maltodextrin does raise blood sugar and does raise insulin levels, uh, I wouldn't want to eat it anyway. So if you find products with maltodextrin, please just put it back. It's not going to be good for you. It's going to raise your blood sugar and insulin, and it has no nutritional value whatsoever. And again, it's made from high fructose corn syrup. Now let's get into the actual sugars. Of course, we know about cane sugar and we know about beet sugar. High fructose corn syrup is made from concentrated, boiled down corn syrup. There's fructose. Now corn syrup is also known as Cairo syrup if you buy it at the store. There's powdered sugar, brown sugar, confectioner sugar, powdered sugar, barley malt syrup, rice syrup, dextrose, maltose, all these are forms of sugars and you can these are sweeteners and you can find other ones as well there are a lot of different names for sugar i much rather you eat these sugars than those artificial sweeteners the only problem with these sugars are we know that too much sugar is bad for us too much sugar can create a number of health problems in our body and the fact that americans eat so much sugar we really need to cut it down. In the 1900s, the average American ate about four pounds of sugar a year. Now, the average American eats over 150 pounds of added sugar a year. That's added sugar. That's, that's more than three pounds of sugar a week. That's, that's, that's incredible. Certainly, some of the problems with sugar is it can cause diabetes, it can cause obesity, being overweight, heart disease, neurological problems, ADHD, it can affect, it lowers our immune function, it throws our hormones off balance, it creates systemic, widespread inflammation in our body. So too much sugar is bad. A little bit is okay, Um, but the amount Americans eat is not good for us whatsoever. So when you're reading that ingredient label, and when you see a serving size and it has you know, 10 or more grams of sugar in it, I would seriously put it back. I would try to find things that are, you know, six grams of sugar or less per serving. Now, if you look at ketchup, ketchup has four grams of sugar in one tablespoon, one tablespoon. A gram, four grams equal a teaspoon, right? A teaspoon. So there's four grams of of sugar in a tablespoon of ketchup. That is one teaspoon of sugar and a tablespoon of ketchup. That's way too much. So you need to look at those serving sizes on sugars. And when you're reading the ingredient list and you see sugar up close to the top, it tells you there's a lot in it. I think twice about doing it. Especially if you're diabetic, you need to get sugar out of your diet. 
If you have cancer history in your family or you're dealing with cancer, you definitely need to get sugar out of your diet. Another common sweetener are called sugar alcohols. You'll find these a lot of times in diabetic or low sugar products. They're actually made from plants. They do have some blood sugar impact and some insulin raising impact, but not as much as your typical sugars like cane sugar or date sugar or maple syrup for that matter. Now the names I'm talking about for sugar alcohols are going to be sorbitol, maltitol, xylitol, and erythritol. Xylitol and erythritol are very popular and used in a lot of products. Now there are some negative side effects to sugar alcohols. They can cause gastric problems if you use them too much. They can create gas and have a laxative type effect. So I'd be careful about using them. They do have an advantage because they have a much lower blood sugar impact. They have about half the calories that normal sugar does. Just remember there are some negative consequences of using too much of these sugar alcohols. Now I want to make one statement that will conflict a little bit about what I said earlier. I said that these sugar alcohols do raise blood sugar and raise insulin levels and that would be for sorbitol, maltitol, and xylitol. Erythritol is different than these other sugar alcohols in that erythritol has zero blood sugar impact and zero insulin impact. So it is a much better sugar alcohol to use and tends to have less gastric issues. It tends to create less gas or very little and certainly doesn't have nearly as much of a laxative effect. So erythritol is different from that regard and I would highly suggest using it over the other sugar alcohols. Now the other sugars we talked about before I talked about sugar alcohols when I was talking about cane sugar and beet sugar and high fructose corn syrup and fructose those are highly processed sugars. Highly processed. So now I want to talk about much less processed sugars. These are a better form of sugar. They're still sugar. They still have a blood sugar impact but they're less processed and in some cases they do have some nutritive value to them. You may have heard of some of these names. You may have not. You could certainly explore them. As compared to table sugar, sometimes they have um, a more intense flavor, sometimes more like a brown sugar. So one of those would be turbinado sugar. It's a darker brown color. Another one is Demera sugar. There's also succinate sugar, muscovado sugar, there's date sugar, there is coconut sugar, there's also organic evaporated cane juice, there's maple syrup, there's molasses, there's blackstrap molasses which is a more intense type of molasses. Of course there's raw honey that we know about and there's another another one that's sort of a new kid on the block called yacon syrup. Yacon, Y-A-C-O-N, and it tends to have a lower blood sugar impact than these other sugars are that I just talked about. So it might be more favorable. It does have some health properties to it. So these sugars I just mentioned are still sugar, but they are healthier sugars. And if you don't have issues with sugar and you want to use a little bit, if you're baking something, then you could experiment with these. They're going to give a little richer type of, of flavor profile.
Okay, one sweetener I definitely cannot leave out is agave nectar or agave syrup. For some reason, people think it is good for them. It is 90% fructose, where high fructose corn syrup is only 55% fructose. So agave nectar is highly processed, has almost twice the amount of fructose in it that, H, that high fructose corn syrup does. Please do not eat it. It's going to destroy your liver over time if you eat too much of it. I would not recommend agave nectar. Okay, next let's get into fiber sweeteners. This is a small list, but it's an important list in that fiber is the food for the gut flora that we have in our body. So it feeds them and keeps them healthy. There's also some other nutritive values in that these bacteria, when they are fermenting with this fiber, actually do create some other nutrients in our body. And some of these fiber sweeteners also are derived from antioxidants and have other anti-inflammatory properties as well. The yakon syrup I talked about a minute ago is made from a type of fiber called FOS. That is the acronym for it. It stands for fructooligosaccharides. That's right. That's a big mouthful. Just remember FOS. Now, fiber sweeteners can have a small blood sugar impact or insulin impact, but it's small, so something like yakon syrup is actually diabetic-friendly and really good for us from that standpoint. It has much lower impact than other normal sugars do. Another FOS fiber sweetener is called inulin. Now, inulin does have a slight blood sugar impact. It's very small, but it's used on a lot of foods as an additive to promote good gut health because the FOS type fiber is a very good prebiotic for bacteria like I mentioned earlier. And for our final list, we're going to talk about three other sweeteners that are neither sugars nor fiber type sweeteners. One of those is of course stevia. It comes from a leaf. There are compounds in there that are very very sweet like 200 times sweeter than sugar. It can have a slightly weird bitter aftertaste. It's more weird than bitter. A lot of times people will mix that with something like erythritol which is absolutely fine. Um, the, the erythritol will take the bitterness away. Stevia has zero blood sugar impact and zero insulin impact, so it's a safe sweetener to use. It's approved by the FDA. There's never been any problems associated with it, so I would consider it uh, a great sweetener to use from that standpoint. There is another natural sweetener out there called Allulose. You may have never heard of this one. A-L-L-U-L-O-S-E. It's actually made from corn. And like I said before, I stay away from corn products because most of them are genetically modified. They actually make it from the fructose in the corn. It is natural. It has zero blood sugar impact. It has zero insulin impact. So it is certainly a safe sweetener from that standpoint. You're not going to see it much. It's fairly new. You can certainly buy it online if you wanted to use it. Um, so allulose. My favorite is monk fruit. Monk fruit is a melon that's grown in Asia. 
It's about 200 times sweeter than sugar. It has zero blood sugar impact, zero insulin impact, but it has a number of positive health properties. It is anti-cancer. It is anti-inflammatory. It is anti-diabetic. It's antibacterial. It acts as a prebiotic to help our good gut flora grow. Like I said, it's anti-inflammatory. And it has a a great flavor. A lot of times you will find it combined with erythritol, or you can buy it as a 100% straight monk fruit extract. Now, the great thing about monk fruit, the sweetness actually comes from the antioxidant in the fruit called mogrosides, mogrosides. And that, I find that very interesting. It's the only sweetener I've found that actually comes from the powerful antioxidant in the food. So let's just sort of recap this. The bad are artificial sweeteners. We know they're bad. There's no reason to use them. They actually create more cravings and have a lot of negative side effects. Then we know there are highly processed sweeteners. The first one I talked about was maltodextrin, which is a resistant starch. It's made from corn. It has no nutritive value, just not good for us, period. Then there are other highly processed sweeteners like cane sugar and beet sugar and high fructose corn syrup and fructose. Those type of sweeteners that are not good for us, certainly in limited amounts, they're fine, but there are better, less processed sugars like turbinado sugar or organic evaporated cane juice or maple syrup or even raw honey for that matter um, that I would use instead of these more processed sugars. I would certainly, if you had a choice and it was only cane sugar and artificial sweeteners, I would definitely use the cane sugar and not the artificial sweeteners. But when you do have a choice, I would go with the less processed sugars if that's all you had. After the less processed sugars, we talked about sugar alcohols. The best one, period, without debate, is erythritol. It has zero blood sugar impact, zero zero insulin impact. It doesn't cause nearly as many of the gastric problems as the other sugar alcohols do. So when it comes to sugar alcohols, erythritol is the choice, and you'll find it used with other good sweeteners as well. Fiber sweeteners we talked about are yacon syrup um, and inulin, and both those are fine. Uh, FOS type of fiber sweeteners can, in some people, create some gastric problems, some digestive issues with gas and a laxative effect. Typically not as much as the sugar alcohols, but they can, especially with people that may be sensitive to the FOS type of fiber. So you need to be aware of that. And then the best sweeteners, period, are going to be erythritol, raw honey, Love raw honey. Although it is a sugar, it has many, many, many health properties, but it needs to be raw, unfiltered, unprocessed honey. Raw honey is great for us. Erythritol, raw honey, stevia, and monk fruit. Those are my sweeteners of choice by far. They're all healthy. They're all great for us. They all have health properties. No negative side effects uh, other than honey. There is very little blood sugar impact, if any, or insulin impact. And even raw honey has about half the blood sugar impact that normal sugar does. Uh, It has a glycemic rating on the scale of about 35 to 51, where table sugar has a glycemic rating of 74. 
So you can see raw honey is even better than table sugar. And also it's much, much less sweet. So I hope I've given you some information that will help you determine which sweeteners to use. When it all comes down to the bottom line, choose the sweetener that's going to have the lowest blood sugar impact, the lowest insulin impact, but with health properties. And those last four I just laid out for you, erythritol, raw honey, stevia, and monk fruit are the best because they do have those properties. Before I end today, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. I'd love to hear your thoughts, love to hear your feedback. If there's a special subject you'd love for me to talk about, I'd love to hear it because I'd love to cover that for you. You can find me on Facebook at Wellness with Wally, or you can find me on Facebook at Wally Bishop Health Coach. And as always, I want to encourage you to give. Please take time to make somebody else's day special. Remember, all it takes is a smile, an uplifting word, a kind act can make all the difference in the world and somebody else's world. And if we do that enough, we can make a change. And when you brighten somebody else's world, it's going to tickle your heart. It's going to brighten your world as well. And until next time, best wishes. Happy eating. Talk to you soon.